Time for another installment of Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. I'm Scott. Across the way is our friend Jerry. We've got a great guest. And uh, Jerry's got a family of uh, beers in front of him as well because he didn't bring just one uh, beverage here today. He brought a couple of different options great guest i know she's going to give us a lot of information about the topic and we're going to have plenty to lubricate it with absolutely scott uh welcome we have uh jackie boos is with us today she is the facilities director at wisconsin farmers union which some of you may be familiar with many of you not so welcome jackie thank you so much for having me so jackie has given me a challenge and and so hence i've got a number of, of beverages here today she requested a beer uh, from Chippewa Falls that unfortunately I wasn't able to get. I didn't grab it early enough and so uh, I'll have to bring it back uh, at some point. But she did request a Pils and a Pils is a Pilsner which is a, a lighter beer and so this has given me the opportunity to purchase two different types of Pils and so we'll have one on one round and one on the second round and so the same style of beer but different brewers. And what I like to encourage people to do is if you find a beer style you like, to you know, kind of try it with different brewers. I, I really like uh, Marzen's, which are Oktoberfest, and different Oktoberfests are brewed differently with different brewers, and you get your favorites. So um, sure. once you kind of find an area, space you like, you know, kind of venture out and try some different ones. So uh, I'm going to open up uh, the beers. So the first one we're going to have is from Three Sheeps Brewery from Sheboygan, one of my favorite Wisconsin brewers. They're pills. And Scott, while I'm opening and pouring the beer, how about you bring Jackie on board? Well, let's do exactly that. And uh, Jackie, we got a lot that we'll we'll squeeze into the next uh, 30 minutes. But I'll I'll sort of jump the gun on something that I know uh, Jerry was going to ask. We've got the project obviously in Chippewa Falls to to hit on. But what is? the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Um, the Wisconsin Farmers Union has been around for uh, more than 100 years, and, and we have a structure in our non nonprofit organization that supports uh, medium and small uh, rural farmers. And with that, uh, our team is tasked with the uh, ability to advocate, educate, um, and well, collaborate too, not to make all those sound like it's on a post or anything, but uh, we advocate for those farmers. And so we're a voice to make sure that when when very important structures are happening, like the farm bill or policies are being put into place nationally or statewide, um, that we're, we're on the forefront of that and part of the conversation as well to make sure that really the best, uh, the best practice is in place for our farm families. What made you transition over to this organization because a lot of people knew you from your your previous life yeah so I was in tourism for about 15 years um, this opportunity really kind of hit me in the face we went on a on a tour with uh, the president of the chamber to look at the new building that was purchased downtown Chippewa Falls and I had goosebumps and I realized that economic development and um, the, the community building aspect has always been part of my line of work um, I, I was part of a, a a structural build in the Eau Claire market called Artisan Forge Studios back in 2015. Um, and so I already had a taste of, of what that was to create and bring new people to the table. And so uh, after a couple of months of conversation, realized that this was the next best play for, for my talents and, and what would make me excited. So, so I see there's beer in front of us. Let's do it. Clink them and drink Clink. Prost. Mmm. That is a good one. There we go, and away we go. Look at you, Jerry. Good, 
Good I, pick. They, 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 well, Three Sheeps is a good brewer, but again, we'll, we'll enjoy this one and yeah. we'll uh, do a little comparing and contrasting maybe I a little like bit that. later. So I that's like that. great. So Farmers Union. Yeah. So how big of a reach do they have? It's a statewide organization. Okay. And then we're also tied into the National Farmers Union as well. Um, our, our state organization has uh, just over 2,000 or just around 2,000 memberships, but that's membership. So individuals that are really touched is triple that number. Um, and again, statewide. So our staff is, is the headquarters is based out of Chippewa Falls and has been since uh, the 1940s. Um, but we've been able to establish kind of a quadrant team throughout the whole state to, of course, be able to help with membership and coordination of meetings um, and and be a support to our farmers throughout the entire state as well. Not to go all the way back, but, but why Chippewa Falls? I mean, it, it seems, I mean, it's from the agricultural portion of the state, it's, it's a mm-hmm. bit removed from the center. It is. Um, certainly not close to the population areas, but then again, farm families. Why did Chippewa become kind of the headquarters of Wisconsin Farmers you know, Union? It was really selected based on the rural aspect of, of where Chippewa Falls was. Also, the availability of the resource around uh, Chippewa Falls and the Chippewa Valley, really, um, with easy ex- a- access to the area. Um, and, and again, the, the farmers loved their backyard, so they wanted to stay. Um, the organization uh, was built with that in mind. And then, you know, we've, we've really grown in the sense of other aspects of the organization as well. So, you know, we own Camp Kenwood. Um, it was built by uh, farmers. Uh, it, they all volunteered their time and resource to build that beautiful asset out on Lake Wasoda. Um, it seats... Uh, you know, it sits right there on, on, on the shoreline of Wasoda, but also offers uh, multiple cabins and, and camp setups. And, and we have thousands of children out there every year at, at camps, not only through Camp Kenwood and our efforts, but also partnerships with 4-H and other uh, groups in the area, extensions and other things of that sort. Uh, but then we also have it as a, as a fun social a- atmosphere as well. So, um, so when they built that, kind of built their roots and they said, well, we're not moving. So we've, we've been on uh, Spring Street right downtown Chippewa Falls um, for that period of time. And, and when it came time to saying, what's the next chapter of, of our organization look like, um, you know, those conversations started years ago, probably five, six years ago about a, a new location that was needed because of our growth of staff, um, because of the outreach that we were doing and, and just kind of needing a new headquarter. Um, and it was determined at that time that we weren't leaving Chippewa. Now, the farming environment, though, has changed dramatically from the 1940s. It has. Uh, lots of small family farms, you know, dotted throughout the state. Not so much anymore. So so how has the role of Wisconsin Farmers Union changed with the changing in egg of the state. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of that pull at the heartstring real talk is that we lose a farm a day in the state of Wisconsin. And, and uh, you know, the efforts that our team is putting together is trying to find resource for agricultural um, shifts and education and um, getting the farmers what they need. Um, partnerships have become huge. Um, and so really it's shifted in the sense of uh when someone thinks of a farmer, if you're not growing up on a farm, you're thinking cows, you're thinking milk. But then when we go even further with conservation efforts, with watershed, um, with all of the other efforts that we cover within our policymaking throughout the year, it's really honed in on the change and how can we change together and make sure that we're offering the successful plans um, 
they're, they're not easy plans to put in place and, and, a and a farm life is not an easy life. And, um, you know, but what our work does solidifies that at the end of the day, if we eat, we should be supporting of the farmer's market, uh, the, the sector and do what we can as far, as far as our policy settings, um, as far as opportunities and, and support. What I've seen in um, my last, say, 20, 25 years here in the Chippewa Valley has been this effort to tie farmers more closely to their end producer or the consumer. So it, rather than to sell all your produce to somebody else and then go away, um, obviously there's benefits to that. But in terms of you, you make more money if, if you if you are the end merchant and the whole process. So farmers markets, which were sometimes few and far between, it used to be a corn stand way back growing right. up. Now they've involved in some very elaborate, very uh, exciting community um elements that draw people together. I mean, the downtown Eau Claire farmer's market is huge. huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, most communities now have that in some way, shape or form. And I think what, you know, kind of maybe a transition uh, of taking that step, kind of taking that thought one step further mm -hmm. is the building that you folks are working on now in Chippewa Falls. Where did this the where did this come from? Yeah. And then what's it going to look like for somebody who's going to be wandering through that uh, next summer? Yeah. Um, so loaded question. So thanks. Take you take a sip of beer while I I'll start do so. Talking. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. No. Um, and so, like I had mentioned, the conversation about the growth that we were seeing um, had started a handful of years ago, and and really the city of Chippewa Falls and Brad in particular, our city planner, um, really has been at the table with our executive director and the board for that period of time, um, and finding a location that you know again I've been in in the Chippewa Falls area for 17 years. Um, I didn't realize that the state headquarters was just a stone's throw from my previous position at the chamber. Um, so learning how um, you know, that growth of grassroots marketing is really extremely important, especially for those that might not um, realize the impacts that farming does on a daily basis. So the, the concept of making sure that we had a, a building that we could grow into um, would allow for educational components because that's very important for our organization as well. Um, but being able to put ourselves in a position where we could grow even further. Um, Co-ops were talked about at one point where potentially, you know, our, our state headquarters would be upstairs and the co-op would be downstairs. Um, but what really ended up finding its place was was the building that we find ourselves in. So Kafushman's owned that building prior with Machine Tool Camp, put a lot of love into that building. Um, and you can see it in every kind of nook and cranny, so to speak. Um, but when this building was purchased, the idea of what this building will be has transformed because we found needs within the city um, that needed more meeting space. We found needs for small LLC businesses that didn't want the large overhead of a restaurant, but now they can play in our first floor and kind of take a piece of that pie, so to speak. Um, and then transitioning to your question too about uh, you know, kind of the direct to consumer purchasing. That's one of the requirements that that we'll have with any vendor that's contracted with us, um, where they not only become a farmers union member and and be part of our our support of the rural farmers, but also purchasing product directly from 
the farmers. So there's a percentage that they'll need to um, purchase to support the mission of what we do on a daily basis, but also giving that farmer the idea that it doesn't just stop with that vendor. If Jerry and family are walking in and they want to go get their eggs somewhere close, you know, they could drive up to Bloomer to a farm that is very visible and you know that direct to consumer purchase is happening. So again, going back to the ideas that it's important to know where your food comes from. It's important to know that some policies allow for food to go overseas and be packaged and then come back. Things of that sort are extremely important, especially when our when our members and the mission of what we do is really driven to make sure that it's pretty transparent where your food's coming from. So it's exciting to know that, you know, people will have this availability to um, purchase. Uh, we'll have a, a kiosk actually that shows placements around the state of where you could go. You could have uh, either a tour, an experience, a purchase. Um, and so that goes into the tourism aspects of what the state of Wisconsin does very well, um, but also will advance our members even further. We'll give Jackie a moment to uh, get a, a swig of the uh, the beverage. And while she does that, uh, with your vocal talents and a splash of, of salesmanship, give us a little bit more of a tour of this building. You, you sort of hit on it in that last answer there but more of a tour of what the building is going to look like on this floor by floor because as people have been hearing information come out it is something that is very unique to the area it's not uh, there's been a lot of great development around the area a lot of it's been commercial on the the bottom floor whether it's filled or not remains to be seen and then housing above well sure. this is not what has become the de facto commercial development in this region for the last six, seven years. It truly is unique. And again, not just an office building. Right. Um, so we, we have 45,000 square feet to, to plan and play with, which is really exciting. Um, the first floor will really be geared towards that experiential food and beverage. Um, again, our menus are uh, already planning out to be exciting. Um, I can share with you that we have uh, Nene's Tacos that's coming in that was an established food truck that wants a brick and, and mortar. And not to interrupt, where'd the idea come from? And I know this has been kicked around by some developers in this area yeah. before and in fact, I heard somebody about four years ago kick that around with with Haymarket Square yep. in Eau Claire. But you know, where where did the idea come from? As opposed to again, the standard, well, we'll sell out some some office space on the bottom yeah. floor. No, uh, the the uh, excuse me, the Minnesota uh, Farmers Market, or excuse me, the Minnesota Farmers Union has a restaurant downtown, um, and and they kind of had spearheaded an idea that that resonated with our board at that time, um, but also knowing that Chippewa was in need of some uh, some experiences when it came to our restaurant um, offerings, and then also seeing that this is not a it's newer in our area, but these food hubs or food halls um, kind of took the next step from what we were used to growing up in the mall. You know, you'd see this this vast majority of menus down the mall strip and now this is something that uh, likes to bring in a vibe that is offset by a couple of anchor restaurants or tenants and then having that availability to change out the vendors as the space uh, allows and so um, you know the the idea um, you know to have all of these different things and not to duplicate menus so when someone comes in it's really the experience of 
the bakery and, and the mocktails and, you know, the authentic Mexican and Vietnamese and things that are really starting to... Now, I have to ask, because you hear the term food hall used a yep. lot. People keep using the term food hall. And I describe it to people like it's a food court. One of the fun things here, this is, this is all verbiage. Yep. How do you describe the difference between a food court and a food hall? <laughs> so the food hall uh, in our in our design elements is a lot of communal seating. Um, the the vendor or the leaser of the spaces are really only involved with their counter and back. We take care of everything else in the common space, um, and then also allowing for again with that much square footage especially on the first floor as well is we can do pop-ups we can do events we can do other things that will kind of formulate around the seating area and then the permanent structures as well so the difference in, in the way i'm thinking of it there is the difference is more on the back end for the producer there as opposed to for again for 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 most of us this is like we're we're walking in the mall and it's 1999 right. all over again you'll right. have plenty of options you can sample here and there your mom can pick you up at one door and yeah right. yeah, yeah all the things yep and then, i think this will be very i think it's very unique something that yeah. is different and as you said for some of these uh, operators that maybe they cannot they're not quite ready or able to go with the full on brick and mortar which you got it is a huge expense and a huge risk, this is maybe that next step for them. So that's a lot of fun, and that's on that floor. And, yep. and what else is is this building going to have? Yeah, so, and, and just going back real quick to the to the design of the elements of the first floor, there is beautiful architectural uh, from this building. So this building was built back in the early 1900s as the um, mercantile of, of Chippewa. And so everything that you could buy in the general store was in this location. Uh, our goal is to maintain as much of the uh, natural beauty of the historical build of this building as possible. So when you walk in, lots of steel, lots of wood, lots of brick, and those components will be intertwined. And also the first floor, though, will have independent businesses is a completely free flowing area. So when you come in any door, you can go in any direction. I've seen the designs, and if you want to go to the website, yeah, yep. it, they're on, and it's, 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 it's wonderful. And, yeah. and there's an outdoor space that's next to it that'll be opening on as well. You got it. My question, though, is February 8th, mm -hmm. I don't know what day of the week, it's a Tuesday, okay. downtown Chippewa Falls. Is this going to be open because the traffic through downtown Chippewa Falls on a Tuesday on February 8th probably isn't going to be the same as it's going to be on a weekend in July. Sure. You know, how, what's the hours of operation? How's that going to work? Yeah. So what we're, what our hope is, is once we have all of the contracts in place for the first floor is that we do have communal hours. So again, always thinking about the experience of the user when they come in the front door, if there's one operating business open, they probably won't come back. That's not a great welcome. Um, so for us to be able to formulate a plan with those uh, businesses, I'm I'm envisioning, and and it's it's starting to look that way with the contracts that we have signed. Is that we'll have a breakfast crew, we'll have a lunch crew, and an early dinner crew. Um, this building will not be open till bar time, even though there'll be a full license in in house. Um, but you know, when we talk about pilsners and things, we've got great great partners to our right and to our left. The Ritz, which is a staple uh, bar, downtown Chippewa Falls. And then of course, uh, Chippewa River Distillery and Brewster Brothers um, have been a great support of this. So um, being able to advance when people come in, letting them know again with my tourism background saying, there's a lot more happening. Uh-huh, send them everywhere. You know, Bridge Street has really been the staple of and kind of what we 
lovingly call our main drag downtown because there's so much to do and then you kind of go to the outskirts from that you go up to the fairgrounds or to Irvin Park and um, now River Street is becoming a destination in itself being able to look over the investment that the community did together with private and public for the park um, to be able to advance other things that are going on there too well something else you're trying to do with this building as well and I'm going to skip your second yep. floor because that's where you're, you're going to move your, your offices yep you're going to build luxury apartments yep. in downtown Chippewa Falls, yeah. <laughs> which that seems kind of like this juxtaposition. Uh, where, tell us about that yeah. because that, that's something that's, you know, Chip for Eau Claire, no problem. There are new apartments being built left and right, and, right. and it's, it's, it's no longer uh, news when another large apartment building is going to be developed in Eau Claire. That's a space that's not been part of the, the Chippewa Falls development scene. Why is the farmer union going to dip its toe into it? Yeah, so I think that we have seen the successes of these multi-purpose buildings. And residential is something that, like you mentioned, Chippewa Falls has kind of struggled with. And, and as an employer, like Northwestern Bank, you know, you've got some great talent that might come to the Chippewa Falls branch, but they're having to house themselves in Altoona or Eau Claire or Menominee because of those opportunities. So we saw that as a miss that was, or a, a lack of uh, amenities for the city of Chippewa Falls and working very closely, again, with Brad in the city of, of what's needed, um, being able to have those accommodations. So we'll have nine amazing uh, units on the third floor, um, high amenity, um, and giving giving individuals you know a, a little piece of downtown and being able to overlook that river. I don't think will be too shabby. This is a a question here, and I think even and Jerry can answer this because you know him being the, the the lover of of Chippewa Falls and the resident there, but we all know. It's, it's now become the, the legend in the area how RCU helped to spawn the, the start of the downtown renaissance in Eau Claire 15 years ago. It's kind of amazing. They were the first ones to take the plunge. Downtown Chippewa isn't quite the same, but does it kind of excite you guys that maybe you're the, you're the first ones to do something on this scale, and who knows what now this spawns for somebody else? I once knew a, a great commercial developer in one of my previous lives, and he said, uh, a good commercial developer waits for somebody else to start, then they follow up. <laughs> yep. So it takes another, another skill to be the first one in. But once people see the first one in, then other ideas mm -hmm. come forth. So both for Jack and maybe even for Jerry, the excitement that this could bring for somebody else to have a very creative Absolutely. idea. Yeah, um, I'll jump in first, Jerry, if you don't mind, because the, you know, when the city went forward with with the Riverfront Park, that was a big investment, both private and public, and um, was always uh, formulated and marketed to the idea of enhancing foot traffic downtown Chippewa. And the city has done uh, an extremely good job with doing some programming, and I know want to advance that. And they look at us now as a partner to help advance what's happening just across the street from us. Um, we also have a building that has been um, kind of sat vacant since since my time in Chippewa Falls, right on the same street, two doors down from us. Um, but it's a beautiful structure, and our hope is that the tipping point of our creation will, again, make that vibration happen, keep the strength of the downtown as it is, but also uh, create some new excitement to bring people downtown if they hadn't been for a while. Yeah, Chippewa's uh, it's a unique animal. I mean, it, it, and I think it, it very much tries to stay unique from Eau Claire. 
Absolutely. I, it, it reminds me, I, I've always heard, um, you know, back way back in the day, used to have the, the, the Avis commercials about, you know, the, we, we try harder, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it always feels like the little brother to the big brother. And, and it's never going to out Eau Claire, Eau Claire. It's um, different that way. That being said, it's fiercely independent mm-hmm. and it has its own culture and its own feel. And I don't, I mean, I, 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 I love my, my community. I love the area. I love the region. I think we, we do better when we were, when we're connected, mm-hmm. you know, um, that being said, I think Chippewa is queued up to make the next step. Um, if, if for no other reason, simply cost where Eau Claire has been building out as it has been, uh, you're going to be looking for places to kind of make, make that air, that next step up. And where I see, say, Chippewa Falls going is it's probably 20 years behind in terms of its downtown development for residentials. Where, remember Eau Claire at one time, it was just about getting to use people's upper floors, mm-hmm. you know, for residential, which in most of the upper floors in the Chippewa buildings are vacant or sure. abandoned or used for storage or something like that. And so I think the first, the, the low-hanging fruit is converting all those to residential properties. Right. And once those are established, and that's frankly what the developers here in Eau Claire used as their... Um, stepping stone into downtown development because they say, well, geez, if, if someone's willing to pay this to be in that building or this to be in that building, well, heck, if I multiply that by 32 units or by 50 units and they could all do that, this new project makes sense. Right. And so that's the thing where I think Chippewa needs to do it. It's kind of, it needs that launch pad. And maybe by the fact that uh, folks are able to, willing to spend market rates to be at the farmer's union on the third floor with a beautiful view um, that it will be more of a, of a uh, catalyst for further development downtown. I'm hoping that's answering the question. Yeah, so. I, I think that is the hope for a lot of people. You know, and the thing is, uh, what I ultimately hope for this area, this project is, is in Chippewa Falls, obviously, is of a lot of the places I've lived in my career and when I grew up is you didn't really know what town you were in sure. as you went from place to place within a metropolitan area. And that would be the ultimate goal, I think, for this area, that whether you are at River Prairie, which is right across the street from us here, or you're at this project in Chippewa Falls, or you're in downtown Eau Claire, you're in the region. Mm-hmm. Whatever the region wants to go by, you're in the, you're, you're in the region. Okay. And that would be the ultimate goal. And people don't think, you know, if, I, you know, if they live in Eau Claire... Now, to go to Chippewa Falls, I better pack a, a thing of white bread so I can leave crumbs so I can get my way back. It's not that far away. Right, you know, right. it's, you know, go have some fun there, all that. It, it, it all becomes one. And I bet you a lot of people moving into the area look at it like that, that it's all one in the same. Yeah. And, and we've always said that too, you know, putting back my tourism hat back on, visitors don't see lines. So they want to know what they can do within a 20 minute, 30 minute uh, drive or bike ride or whatever it might look like. And, and again, you know, kind of going back to Jerry's comments on Chippewa, you know, we, we do, we just get things done. So if there was a, there's a lack of something or the city is missing an opportunity, um, 
it might be a little bit of a slower process, but man, we get it done. And we've had some amazing people around the table with us. Um, and not only the city, but uh, Wisconsin Economic Development, um, of course, the local support with the with the chamber and with uh, Chippewa Falls Main Street. Um, but having that support is also kind of that we're doing the right thing. And, and we've got that that kind of community backing, which is a great feeling to have, especially with a large uh, investment like this. Well, Jack, I know we're running out of time here, but we didn't ask anything really about you. Oh. <laughs> so just share just a few moments as we're closing up here, a little about, about your background. Yep. Are you a, a native to Chippewa Falls? And, and a little bit about Jackie Moose. Yeah. Um, well, again, nice loaded question. Uh, <laughs> we only have a few beers to drink. No, um, I've been in uh, Chippewa since 2009. My husband is originally from um, the Chippewa Falls area, any listener that's listening and hears the last name Boos, uh, we kind of take over the, the region a little bit. Um, but we moved back here in 2009. Uh, my background is really marketing communi- uh, communications. Um, I have a natural sales approach to what I do in life. So um, some of the positions that I've held have, have worked really well with that. Um, my husband and I have two beautiful little babes, uh, Parker and Emerson. Um, we are very busy with their sports schedule at this point. So I think currently we're, we're running for four sports deep right now um but just really enjoy the area and i've always been an advocate for um this community and and our region itself but love my backyard and i'm so excited that i'm in a project that allows for me to add to this chapter um and get excitement to bring smaller businesses the opportunity to um, start their dream and if they're with us for a long term wonderful if it's a kind of a little time in their in their life before they expand into larger brick and mortars that's fantastic too um, but we're really excited about the project and um, you know the second floor too we didn't really touch on but we'll have event space and and available for social events and foundation meetings and other components like that as well so being able to just again add to the inventory of our beautiful community uh, with assets, but also uh, great attractions, I think is uh, a really great play for us. And we're a really strong organization. So it's it's exciting that the Wisconsin Farmers Union is doing something really cool. Well, Jackie, as always, we have too many questions and not enough time, <laughs> but but thank you so much for sharing time with us thanks. and giving us some background of what's going to be a great project for Chippewa Falls and the Chippewa Valley. Yeah, thanks so much. And I did want to mention to anyone that's following along, our website is marketonriver.com. Um, we're on social media as well under the same name. Um, we'll be updating as soon as we uh, can when it comes to contracts that are signed and everything else too. So I uh, encourage everyone to come along for the ride because it's, it's going to be fun. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening to Scott and me chap over a beer today with Jackie. If you like what you've heard, please give Bank with the Beer a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Northwestern Bank website, wherever you like to listen to your podcast from. Banker with the Beer is sponsored by Northwestern Bank, building stronger communities where people matter.